Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. I'm beyond excited today because with this interview, I'm starting a series where I will be interviewing the co-authors of uh, my upcoming book and our upcoming book called Women in Business Leading the Way. And my first guest from this amazing group of women is April Davis. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm very excited. April is the CEO at ADS Design Solution and is one of the wonderful women that has written a chapter on the book. We are 15 and I'm going to do my best to interview as many of them as I can because each one of them has a unique story, has so much energy. And, uh, you know, it's one of the best things I've decided to do is to co-author this book. It's been an amazing experience. So I'm so excited that you're on the podcast, April. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, April is from Alabama. So one of the things I love about you is your accent, <laughs> I have to say. Yes. Yes, I am Southern. You, you can hear it. <laughs> Absolutely. So I will give the audience just a backstory. We just met once in person, but we've uh, spoken many times where we did our first TV appearance in Hartford, Connecticut about a month and a half, I think. Yes. Yeah. About a month and a half ago. Yes. And it was amazing because it was a bunch of us that had never seen each other. And we went to dinner the night before the interview. And here we are now. We are all bonded by this book, but we're sitting yeah. with total strangers. But how long did it take us to connect, April? <laughs> oh, my gosh. A couple of hours. I would say it's the craziest thing. We all have the best bond. And it's like we've all known each other our whole lives, which is bizarre. It blows my mind. So it's exciting how well we all get along and support each other. Absolutely. And that's why I'm I'm very, very happy that you said yes. And we're definitely going to talk about your story and what you share in the books. And, you know, we are in a women's month. So it's very timely that we give this advice to other women that are maybe traveling the same path as we are. But because we are in the Back to Basics podcast, I have to start with asking you about, you know, young April and who you were as a child and what you become and just the road because you are you are a very centered person I feel yes and that uh, my goal with this podcast is help other people men and women to achieve that that and to and to show them that you can really live the life you want and one thing that struck me from the moment I met you is your energy and uh, you can tell you enjoy what you do Yes, I absolutely love what I do. I'll say as a child, I was always playing with Tinker Toys or, um, you know, building blocks, Legos, all those good things. So I was constantly building. So I am a designer. I went to school for design. But um, yeah, I, I grew up in a home 
where both my parents were Christians and they just, thank goodness, taught us wonderful values. And of course, God is our foundation. So like anything, once you have a good foundation, you can do anything you want to do. So yeah, that's great. And I know, I know your dad and I don't want to interrupt, but uh, I know your dad was a big influence growing up in in what you wanted to become. So share with us a little bit of that. So, so funny story. I grew up on a farm in Alabama. <laughs> How ironic, right? <laughs> farms. Yeah. Um, but my dad worked for John Deere okay. and he was a salesman for them for 17 years. So I watched my dad grow his business. And honestly, um, my dad was one of the best salesmen John Deere ever had. Okay. He went trips all over the world. But what I, you know, took note of is how he talked to people. And how he listened. And that is the key to any success, if you ask me. It's just listening to your client, their needs, their values, you know, what they perceive, those types of things. So, yeah. You think that was his secret sauce, your dad? I'm I'm, I'm in sales, so I'm always curious. You think that's a secret sauce about listening what they need? Yes, yes. And what's so funny is, you know, related to that. So my dad was a salesman. And then when I graduated from Alabama, believe it or not, I could not find a job, even though I graduated at the top of my class. Um, I graduated with honors. So I went to work for Lazy Boy and I was a salesperson. So here I was at 21 years of age, worked for Lazy Boy and was one of their top five salesmen (laughs) for the first couple of months um, I was there. And and like the head guys would come down and they would meet me and they were they would be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, you're so young. And I was like, I'm listening. Interesting. And they were like, "Okay." Okay. So, so that's the key. And I'm like, yeah, just sit there and listen, figure out, you know, what, what they want, why they're here, you know, what's going on, you know, take the time to get to know people personally. You know, that says a lot about who you are as a person, because you're not, you know, there to just take their money per se. A lot of times we get so wrapped up in trying to get things done so quickly, we lose sight of things. Um, I'm guilty of it at certain times, but if you just take the time, you know, a few extra minutes to learn somebody and talk, you know, personally to them, it means so much more and you're building a lasting relationship that's going to last forever. I could not agree more. And I think it's in my LinkedIn profile that I have uh Two things. My teachers used to tell me if there was a, a chatting uh, subject, I would always have A plus because I was always found chatting in the corridors, and they they would get very frustrated because I had really good grades, but they couldn't get me yes. on the chatting. That, that was me too, girlfriend. That was, that right. That's me. why we get along. And then later, you know, when I was uh, in in corporations, you know, I was always talking to people. And uh, some bosses would get really frustrated with that. But then guess what? When someone needed something, I knew exactly where to go to get it because I would ask people what you're working on, what you're doing. So I always knew what people, I, I was connecting the dots when most people didn't even know what the guy next door to them uh, on the cubicle next to them did, you know? So I, yeah. I, I'm a firm believer of everything you said. 
<laughs> Fantastic. So you consider yourself that since a young age, I'm always curious about that. Since a young age, you knew you were building blocks. And so you eventually studied interior designer. Now your company does big construction projects. And when I say big, big they're, they're big. Yes. So I specialize in education facilities and um, stadiums. So anything, you know, athletic from arenas, um, stadiums, you know, football fields, baseball fields. I love that stuff, but I love sports in general. So, you know, again, from the South and you know how us crazy Alabama folks are about football. So, (laughs) you know, so it's, it's kind of crazy, but I love doing anything related to, to sports. That, that's interesting because, you know, from interior designer to go end up building stadiums, uh-huh. it's like people, I'm sure, they say, how did that happen? <laughs> yes. And, yes. And being it's a woman and being a woman, yes. right? So your chapter, I mean, when our book comes out, I guess I got the sneak peek. <laughs> so <laughs> I got the chapter ahead of time and I read it and I love it. But, you know, it's really when you talk about women in male-dominated industries, I mean, you are at the cusp of that, the construction. Yes. I hardly ever get to see women. Um, It's kind (laughs) of sad, but, you know, it's fun. I will say that. But when I do get to work with women, what's really cool is I think in this industry, we're also geared the same, mm-hmm. um, believe it or not. So, you know, we're in this because we love it and you got to be to do what we do for a living because it sucks the life out of you as far as your time, you know, because construction is one of those fields. It never stops. So my phone is constantly ringing at all hours of the night and there's no such thing as a vacation, unfortunately. And my kid, bless her heart, <laughs> she <laughs> just gets so aggravated when we go somewhere because I'm always on the phone. But, you know, women in this field, I mean, they're just such strong individual women. And, you know, we work well together and there's such a level of respect. And you got to be when you work on multi-million dollar jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it's it's team. It's all about teamwork. And without it, you're not going to get nothing accomplished. That's for sure. I imagine. And, and obviously, I would think that when you started, by now you have a reputation and, and, and people respect you if yes. the same thing happened to you and me. I mean, this is these are the stories we share on that night and we all kind of relate. But I'm sure the beginnings were really rough. Can you share about those days yeah. and how you cope with that and people maybe uh, not respecting the fact that you were a woman in such a male-dominated industry? You know... I say this a lot, and I, and I really don't think it was more so that I was a woman. It was more so my age. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say that because in construction, you know, it takes years to learn what I know at this point. And in the beginning, I didn't know a lot. And I wasn't well respected, of course. You know, I had the woman thing and the age thing against me. So I was never taken seriously. And it was hard, of course, but you learn how to talk with people and build relationships and you've got to prove yourself at the end of the day. And once you start proving yourself, that's when everyone's going to respect you. And my contractors in Alabama, because that's mostly where um, I do most of my work, even though I do go all over the U.S., they will all say, I mean, 99% of them 
we love April. And the reason is, is because I work with them, not against them. And it's so important in this industry because you're going to have situations come up daily, how you're going to work through something because the drawing's not correct or something happened out in the field. And, and you know, you've, you've got to work together to come up with a resolution because time is against you constantly. So, you know, I, I would definitely say I definitely have their respect at this point and um, they're wonderful folks to work with. But in the beginning, it, it was rough and I really didn't know that I would make it. I mean, it takes a really strong person to, you know, have people, you know, not realize who you really are and what you're really about, you know, to to get somewhere in life, really. No, but I think it's, you know, the way you carry yourself, you're in a very tough industry, but also you're very relatable and uh, humble, which I think it's a fantastic quality, you know, and I think the men see that too, because yeah. having work also with many men, I mean, the ego, I think for men and women is the same. But, you know, I think we have a little bit of a disadvantage there because obviously as the woman, no one likes the woman to be the one that knows it more, more than everybody uh -huh. else, <laughs> especially yeah. in construction. Hello. <laughs> yeah, they, they're funny. They'll also say, you know, April's just too sweet. You can't be mean to her. I that's mean, what you I'm know. saying. I think that's a very nice quality that you have there because it, it really yeah. helped ease that whole ego thing. You don't come from a place where I know it all or, you know, you know, it's just the way it is yeah. and I, I pay my dues and I work hard and this is where I'm at. That's right. And so, and how old is your daughter? Um, she will be 10 April the 1st. Yes. So oh, she, wow. she gets to go with me a lot, which is real exciting. And her private school allows me to take her with me a lot when I'm traveling, just because she gets to see so many things that, you know, kids her age would love and die to see. Um, so so she's really lucky and fortunate in, in what, um, you know, I've been able to teach her and what she's been able to see. And I love her coming to my jobs because she just she gets it. And she appreciates it. And, and I love it when she says, you know, mommy, you did good. You know, that, Aww, that, that, that's that what makes you proud. Definitely. That, yes. That is fantastic. So you, for what I can gather, you, see, you, you love what you do. Love it. Yes. And, th and that's your blessed, you know, because a lot of the guests I have, well, most of them now love what they do. But, you know, the road there, uh, people have had change of hearts in terms of I studied this, but I ended up doing something completely right. different. And one of the purposes of this podcast is usually connecting with the audience and showing them that you can really find your true calling you don't have to know it from the get-go. It sounds to me like you had a path where you were able to, you know, work hard, but end up at a place where you love it. And yes, as, a, as we said that dinner, we all work really hard, yes. but the fact that you can take your little daughter with you and that it has other perks that sometimes people don't talk about, right? It's, yes. uh, and for me, it's the same. I am, yes, I'm the boss, but I go and pick up my kids every time I can. No one is right. going to fire me for it. Yes. And then if that means I'm going to work later that night, that's fine. I don't have to negotiate with nobody and exactly. I just get it done. <laughs> and so those perks are really sweet. 
Yes, they they definitely are. And, you know, I'll say the biggest thing is I was lucky in that I knew what I wanted to do and I saw it early on. But I also taught college and I taught building construction and the history of interiors, wanted to a bunch of stuff. But what I always told my students, and I didn't get to teach that long. Actually, I did that as a stepping stone, believe it or not, to um, build my business. So while I was building my business, I taught college at night. So that Mm -hmm. would allow me to keep money flowing because it takes money to make money. So I didn't want to deal with investors and things like that. I, I built my business on my own. But what, what I would always tell my students is, because they would ask a lot of times, how do you know you're, you're picking the right field or you're doing the right thing with your life? And I would say, the biggest advice I could give to anybody is, when you pick a field that you think that that's what you want to do in life, you need to ask yourself one simple question. Would you do it for free? And if the answer is yes, you are doing and fulfilling what you, your destiny is. Because I do my job for free a lot, you know, just mm-hmm. for charities and things like that, because it's important to give back. But when you love what you do and it's not about money, you're going to be successful and you're always going to be happy. And of course, you know, we all have situations that happen you know, that we have tough times and things like that. I'm not saying that. I mean, there are days when, you know, things aren't going smoothly or whatever. And there are days when I want to walk away. But at the end of the day, I'm like, no, I could never do that because I'd miss it too much. And then, mm-hmm. and that's the other key. When when you figure out what you want to do and if you if you stop and you miss it, then you really are doing what you're supposed to with with your life. I really love that approach. And uh, and you're right. Uh, sometimes when you talk to people and they say, you know, I would love to do this, but I have to pay the bills. And they yep. put that as the barrier. It will and I always work. say, it, it, right, I, I always say it would never work. You, you meet people like you, entrepreneurs, and this is also when you surround with other people that have done it, it's almost yeah. validation. And that's kind of what I... I'm excited about bringing all you amazing women on the on the podcast is because each one of you has such an inspiration story that anybody hearing what you're saying, you know, you did not get, you know, investors, you build your business own your own as a multimillion dollar business, amazing company. And you just found a way to fund yourself and put the work, and but you love what you do. And so that's definitely the component number one is to understand what is that you like to do, what is that you love to do. And I always say we end up sometimes in, in places where you just went there because that's the job they offer you when you graduated, and that's the kind of company you went into, and you never really put thought into, do I like right. this or not? Yep. Right. And uh, and I was volunteering uh, the other day at a high school and, you know, to try to talk to young girls, you know, that are about to graduate and what they're going to study. And I was shocked, like 80 percent said nursing. Wow. I'm like, there cannot be 80 percent of them want to be nurses. Uh-uh. I'm like, I just cannot believe that's <laughs> possible, you know, that eight out of 10 girls want to study, want to be a nurse. I mean, I, I, there's there's something there in terms of the influence of people they're talking to, or it just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. 
And so I was, I was, uh, my advice to them was try to think about the kind of life you like yep. to have. Like if you like to travel, yep. choose a profession that will enable you to do that. Because if you like to travel and you probably want to be a nurse, that's not a, a, that's not a profession that you can take anywhere you go. And so think about those things. And they were like, oh, that's a good point. You know, like when you bring a new perspective and a fresh perspective. Yep. And so that's the perspective you are bringing to anybody that's listening that may be stuck doing something that they don't like, that they can revisit, you know, their lives. And and it's never too late to start. That's always my message is it's never too late to start. Yes. Again. Right? I agree with you. (laughs) So tell me about the tough times. I always also, um, when people that are, seem so joyful and passionate, but we have, we all have moments where we say, this is it, as you say, and you say, well, if I stop, I'll miss it. But what are you, the go-to things? Like what is that makes April like feel butterflies, if butterflies in your stomach and you say, yes, this is what I enjoy. This is me. I want to keep going. What's your go-to routine or habit when you feel super down? Well, I mean, there are days (laughs) when I feel down a lot, and that's just because time, there's just not enough time in the day to, to do everything that you need to do. And I get frustrated a lot, and my family will tell you that it's one of my flaws. And I don't have patience, um, I'm going to tell you. So those are two things that, you know, I struggle with daily. And the reason I don't have patience is because I'm one of those people, I think I just want to get a resolution, you know, and, and work something through so fast sometimes, which is not always the best answer. But You know, what gets me through is when I see what I've built, what I've designed to finally come to fruition and you're standing in it and you say, my goodness, look what I've done. There is just nothing that makes me happier. It just, it blows my mind sometimes the things that I come up with you know, and, and I love it when, you know, I get to work like side by side with my architects and my engineers and, and my draftsmen. And we're all like sitting there trying to figure out how we're going to build something and how it's going to work. It's just so exciting. I mean, you know, it's like a high. I tell everybody that all the time and I just can't get enough of it. And that's another one of my downfalls is I never tell people no. I just... <laughs> I love what I do, and people know at the end of the day, if I say no, that I really don't mean no, and they just keep coming back. Come on, April. Come on. We need you. We need you. So so at this point in my life, I would say, you know, I have to tell people if they want me, they have to wait because, goodness, I've got so many projects going on, but it's just so exciting. It really is when, when you see it done. It really is. Well, it's it's amazing, your story. I think by now the audience is already clear as to why I was so excited about having <laughs> you as my first Pink Shoe Sisters, because by the way, audience, and this we're launching, this is the first time I say this in the podcast, but uh, now we have a Pink Shoe Sisterhood. And, uh, and when the book comes out, you're all going to know, hopefully you'll get it, and you're all going to know why we call it that way. But it's basically a bunch of amazing business women, entrepreneur women 
that are not ashamed of wearing pink. <laughs> I bought my first That's pink right. heels for that interview. <laughs> and now it's growing into us, right? Yes, yes. You can be smart and, and, and wear pink too. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so April, I, I want you to share anything. I give you an open mic, anything that you want to share about the book, the experience, anything that you want to relate to the audience. Oh, goodness. Well, um, definitely y'all got to read the book. I mean, I'm so excited to be a part of this book. And um, I really didn't realize what I was signing up for until we all got to meet each other in Hartford, Connecticut. And it was like the pieces just fit together. These women in this book are all just amazing. We all got to, you know, have dinner and just kind of tell some of our personal stories. We all, what's amazing, I think, is our personal journeys, which is a podcast, I guess, for another day, because I don't really know that a lot of us talked personally about our personal lives and what we've been through to be where we are, but um, just some remarkable stories. But at the end of the day, what I love and is just the best thing about it, none of us gave up and we all had dreams and here we are. So yes, just all of us are just you know, successful women, very driven and and love what we do and are very humble, I would say. And we love to help others too, which is a really good thing. It's not just about us, it's about others as well. So exciting, very excited for the book to come out. Yeah, well, same here. And we definitely gonna do probably other initiatives around yes. the book that we're very excited about. And, uh, you know, it's uh, one of the things about having you all on the podcast is that I don't want to disclose a lot of what's on your chapter because I want people to read it. Right. So <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. But, uh, you know, all April's notes are going to be on the show notes of the podcast. And uh, I am definitely very excited to be part on the, of this journey with you, April. And uh, I'm a fan. So I really um I'm proud of everything you've achieved and, and you're an inspiration uh, for, for me and I'm sure for other people listening to this. Well, thank you so much. I feel the same about you, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And uh, please uh, check out the book when it comes out. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Back to Basics. Please review and share if you enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. And until the next time. <laughs>